Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Hi, you're listening to the Equip podcast by Rise Ministries. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Kim Heineke with Pam Keneally. And you know, we love sitting down to talk about real issues facing single mothers. Pam and I have both been single moms before, so we love to share from our own experiences, you know, just little bits of wisdom that we've learned along the way. So, Pam, hi again. Hello to you. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about out-of-control emotions today. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, moms, if you've clicked on this podcast, it's likely that that means you've struggled with keeping your emotions in check. Maybe you're feeling super disappointed or fearful or angry or bitter or lonely or even, you know, feelings of devastation, whatever that might look like. We've all had big emotions at one time or another. And it it seems like we move through periods of disappointment to joy, to frustration, to gratefulness. And sometimes those feelings last for a season. And sometimes we experience all of that in one day. You know, have you ever experienced that, Pam? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about times when our emotions are a little bit out of balance and we just feel out of control. Mm -hmm. And so, Pam, you wrote an entire book on the topic Um, I do want to mention up front, it's called The Single Mom and Her Roller Coaster Emotions. That's available on our website or on Amazon. So I'm going to let you answer lots of questions today on the topic, and I'm just going to be the question asker. Is that okay? Okay. And (laughs) God will be the professional answerer. That's right. But I just know that you have (laughs) so much to to offer on this topic, so I thought, really, who better to, to talk about emotions than the person who wrote a fantastic book for single moms about it. So... We're going to put this on you a little bit. Okay. So let's just get started. Um, Talk about what are some of the big emotions a single mother might experience that make her feel out of control? Well, first of all, a great question. And uh, it depends on what stage she's in as a single mother. Um, There's three stages she passes through. There's the crisis stage. And if you're in the crisis stage, the biggest emotion you're going to be feeling right now is devastation, not knowing what to do or your world's upside down. You don't know right from left, and you're just devastated. You're having to think about redefining your family unit. You're having to think about uh, dealing with loss. You don't even know the magnitude of what it is. So if you're in the crisis stage, your biggest emotion is devastation and probably fear and shock. If you're in the second stage, which is the transition stage, you're feeling better, but still there's uncertainty. There's probably in your own heart, there's still some feelings of inadequacy. You haven't yet learned that your adequacy is from God. So you're insecure a little bit. I, listen, <laughs> I can write about these things. I listed eight of them in my book, Major Emotions, because I experienced all of them to the depth. So, right. so I come alongside. But if you're in that transition stage, that's probably where you are just trying to get your feet on the ground, not realizing that you are adequate for the job, that uh, you don't know this yet, but 80% of parenting can be done by a single parent, um, which is so encouraging to mm-hmm. me. That other 20% you can get from a support group and just other places. But I said that is an encouragement. So if you're in the transition stage, your emotion is going to still be somewhat insecurity. Uh, your emotion is going to be up one day and down the next, like my little roller coaster says. You'll be doing fine. You'll be walking down the road, and all of a sudden there'll be a cute little couple in the park. And you'll be reminded that you're no longer a couple or whatever. And then the last stage is the emergent stage. It's where you really are starting to get your, your, you're starting to feel that sense of exaltation again. You're starting to feel that sense of victory. You've passed from the rubble of discouragement to that expectation of victory. So really, it depends on what stage she's in. Yeah, that's good. And and, um, it sounds like you're speaking somewhat specific to moms maybe who have, who have been married 
and maybe suffered loss through through death or divorce or something like that. But I think those stages are somewhat true for maybe an unwed mother or someone who even chooses to be a single mother. Sure. For those that choose to be a single mother, there's great joy. There is great joy when they have that child. And yet there's just something in her heart from time to time that allows her to feel the emotion of maybe incompleteness or she wonders if there's more. Yeah. Or even though she's totally maybe totally satisfied, there may be an emotion there that that uh, she just wonders if two would do, be better than one. And of course, she's surrounded by so many people that that there were there are two, or even mm-hmm. if a single mom, you know, uh, has another spouse, a former spouse in the picture. So, you know, her it, emotion may look like over. I mean, everybody, every mother that I know s- s- struggles with feeling overwhelmed. Yes, but her big emotions may look just may look different than yes. devastation. But yeah, I see that. I know when I was a single mother, I felt all of those emotions like. A hundred percent. Yes. At every the day. same time. <laughs> no. Boy, that's fun. Made. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when I um, was a single mom, I had a friend buy me a, uh, a, 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 a what do I want to say, to go see a counselor. Yeah. And um, the counselor I left said, you have unresolved emotions. And I was so out of bounds. I didn't even know I had emotions. That, that's how <laughs> That's how far out I was. Right. So it was the journey to begin to figure out, first of all, what they were what I had, why I had it, and how I could move on. So That's good. That's good. So let's do this. Tell our listeners and just kind of just talk about this. Why is it important for moms to recognize and address out-of-control emotions? Here's the thing. I've met women who have their emotions like really out of balance and they are out of control and they don't know it. Mm -hmm. Like everybody around them knows Mm -hmm. that they're losing it. Well, I mean, we're all losing it on any given day, but you know what I'm saying. But, like, why is it important for a woman to recognize, okay, I might not be thinking rationally right now? Why is that important? And and talk about, like, what are some dangers if you don't address that? Right. Well, the reason why it's important for a single mother is because she's a model, and it's because she's she's not living alone. If she lived alone— she could probably let her emotions run however she wanted to, and it wouldn't affect too many people until she walked out of the house. Right. But for a single mom, it is different because you have children that you're forming their development, their psychological, their emotional, their physical development. And so they, whether you want to or not, they see you as right. as somebody that they uh, may choose to emulate and may not. So it's important that you are able to handle your emotions correctly because they will have emotions, and they do have emotions. Maybe they're not telling you what they are. But it's important that you model your emotions well so it will encourage them to to be able to handle their emotions correctly as well because mm-hmm. they're going to have them, and they're going to have them big as they grow older. That's good. And it's, I think it's important, too, that we, that we train ourselves to kind of take a little step back and take inventory of our emotions because for the, for the woman who – like for myself, I'll just say this. When I'm going through difficult times with you know maybe a child or, or whatever it might be, husband, child, anything, when I can step back and say, okay, I might be a little bit over the top here. I might be a little bit too fearful or a little bit too um, anxious or I'm feeling these God-given feelings a little bit too much. And it does kind of alert me something – could be out of whack here and maybe I need to stop and maybe I need to take this to God and say help me sort this out so if you're if you don't train yourself to be aware of those things then really 
you're like a snowball. I mean, it's just going. It to just grow. keeps going. Yes, and it's it's and it's destructive. Yes. So. Well, you know what? Because we are emotional beings. Because God is an emotional God. He created us to be emotional beings, so that we would have within us the emotions to express our gratitude and our love and our adoration for the Father. But along with those emotions, they get messy. Mm -hmm. And as they get messy, they have a tendency to be the authority of the way we think, the way we act. And when our out-of-control emotions become the authority in the way we think and act, then uh, we're going to have a railroad track ahead. And so it's important to know that, first of all, emotions are messy. And also... um, like I like what you said about recognizing your emotion. The first step to emotional wholeness is recognizing your emotions. For example, sometimes I might just be irritable. I don't know why. I just I just am. <laughs> Hello, and and I and then unless I stop to think about okay, what well, I'm irritable. What is going on? It's kind of like you're driving down the road and the red blinker on the car says something's going mm-hmm. on under the hood. You have to stop, look under the hood, and see what's going on. So same way, when we realize that there's an emotion that is not serving us well, there's something going on under the hood, and we have to stop, open the hood. If it's fear and anxiety, we have to say, we have to say to it, remind us that God says, I'm never alone. We have to talk to that, to the engine under the hood, so to speak, or, you know, we have to uh, recognize. So the first step is, first of all, recognizing your emotion. You have to recognize it first, or otherwise you said... You know, and then there's steps after that as well. But the first one is number one to recognize your emotions. Yeah, I think that that's so good, and it seems it seems so easy. It really seems like oh, of course you have to recognize it, but we really do have to get into the habit of of, of practicing that. So if you've clicked on this podcast, it's likely that you are that you're feeling big emotions. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage you to just stop and think about what is it that I'm feeling. I mean. These feelings, these big emotions are normal, but what is not normal and what is not okay is to stay there and feed them until they destroy you, like you said. There is a quote that I have loved for so many years because it's so very true um, from Neil Anderson, and he talks about if what we believe doesn't reflect what's true, then what we feel won't reflect reality. Mm-hmm. So if we are operating from a belief system that is not true, then what we feel will not be reality. Mm-hmm. Not saying that we don't feel it, sure. but we will feel it if we are if we're feeding our mind, you know, that just the different things that single mothers worry about. Maybe you are all wound up with big emotions over worrying your kids want to live with their dad. I mean just as an example. You know, and if you just perpetuate all these fears that aren't even true, then what you feel isn't going to be reality. So we just, the, I like that you know, example. just the first thing in in dealing with big emotions is to stop and say, is this even true? Am I even, am I, are my thoughts even consumed with something that is true? And if it's not, you don't have a lot of other steps other than to reject that yes. and believe what's true. Yes. Well, number one, like we said, you recognize your emotions. I mean, the second thing I think that's important is once you recognize it, oh, I am feeling um, anger or whatever, then you, you, the second step is you bring God into the picture. Mm-hmm. You, 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 got, you bring God into the roller coaster and say, God, I express this to you. I express that I'm feeling anger. You express it to him. You, you tell him. He, you want to invite him into the roller coaster ride with you as is between the two of you you start to 
unload and see where this where is this emotion coming from because it's the root it's the root you're after not the not the fruit but it's the root it's what's underneath that matters uh to evaluate what is this emotion telling me about myself or about the situation or about my kids you know i remember david said in psalms why are you in despair oh my soul Mm -hmm. he talked to himself you know it's okay to talk to yourself why are you in despair or why are you angry oh my soul and bring God into the picture, and he will bring to light, I know he will, the light so you can start moving through to the other side. And for every negative emotion that I wrote about in my book, there was devastation, there was fear of the unknown, there was anger and bitterness, anxiety, loneliness, low self-worth, guilt, that's a good Mm -hmm. one, and disappointment, severe disappointment. Through all of those, there is a pathway to the other side of experience and release from these. And this is what where God is leading us. It's where he wants us to go so we can operate on full power joy and it be a testimony to our kids of how yes. they can handle what they're going to have to face in life. And so, moms, it's, it's an emotional world, and you're facing a lot of emotional situations and there is help for you in God's word. So, That's good. So um, evaluate where it's coming from and take it to God. And so, I mean, walk through some more steps. Like, how do we overcome them? Let's say, all right, we've 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 looked at it. We understand. We've got some big emotions here that are a little bit out of check. Okay. Well, from that, you need to uh, replace it with the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you just, it is a conscious, conscious effort. It doesn't happen simultaneously. It doesn't happen just because you want it to. It is It is a fight. It is a spiritual war for the soul. It is a fight. It gets easier the longer you do it. I believe the enemy says, well, I can't, she's, you know, I can't tempt her like I used to. She's caught on to this true right. thing. But, you know, you have to replace it with what God's word says, because God's word is living and powerful and sharp to cut it out of you. And and, and it will, I know, because for years, I'm not going to tell you how long, but for years, I wrestled with bitterness and anger yeah. over my first husband leaving me. And, and I thought I, it would never get cut out of me. And I just continued to replace it with the truth, replace it with God's word, what he had to say. And little by little, like a little chisel, it just chiseled away. And one day, I don't know how it happened, after God had taken me through the school of unforgiveness, mm-hmm. I just woke up one day and seriously, Kim, it was gone. Yeah. Totally gone. And I've been free, totally free ever since, free enough to understand the the mechanics of emotional uh illness and emotional wellness that's good that came through that i i can i don't want to share the story but i can remember the very specific almost the specific day and time that i feel like i finally was finished with bitterness mm-hmm. there's still those little things that creep up sure. every now and then but not the not the gripping out of control emotion of bitterness mm-hmm. absolutely you know, I, I mean that's not a story to share but i will share this second corinthians ten five says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Mm-hmm. When you read that, when you have these big emotions, I just keep calling them big emotions because I don't know what else to call them. Sure. But all those, all those you know, heavy, heavy things, those are arguing with your soul. They're arguing with your heart to weigh you down and to um, just to wreck, wreck your peace. And this scripture says we destroy those arguments. And we, doing it, we do it by taking captive which means we make prisoner those thoughts that come into our mind and 
we we take them captive to obey Christ. And here's what that looks like, moms that are dealing with overwhelming fear or just feelings of overwhelmness or loneliness, all those things. You take that thought and you say, okay, how does this line up with the truth of God's word? If you're feeling one way and you, you say, this is not the way God speaks to me. Like he does not speak to us in fear. And you line it up against the word of God. And if it doesn't match, you don't get to think about it. And I've often talked about the short list, Philippians 4, 8. Um, you know, finally, it says, finally, brothers or sisters, moms, whatever, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm-hmm. In that list is not fear. It is not anxiety. It is not bitterness. The only things we are permitted to think about are those things that are true and honorable and just and excellent and praiseworthy. And so when I personally have these huge, overwhelming emotions, I do try to stop and say, what is true? What is real? If it doesn't line up with God's word, I'm not going to think about it. Right, exactly. And that that helps you just, just at least be able to know. You know, when you talked about taking thoughts captive, it's almost like you... You make them bow down. You arrest them. You make them bow down right this moment. Spirit of fear, spirit of inadequacy, bow down right now in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus, bow down in the name of Jesus that I have authority over this emotion. Bow down. Yeah, and Pam, somebody listening will say, but you don't understand my fear is real or my anxiety is real or my bitterness is real. What, what do you say to someone who says, I just can't do it? You know, I don't know how to do it. I, I mean, get it. Well, here's, here's the deal. It doesn't matter how you feel because uh, uh, our emotions, our authority we have in God's word is not based on how I feel or I'd never have. I'd never have any authority. But it's based on what God's word says. So our emotions are based not on our feelings, but they're based on the authority of what mm-hmm. God says. So you're driving in. So you don't understand. I'm afraid of this. I get that. And you just, you practice, you practice, you just practice what you wish to be true. You yeah. practice what you know God's word says to be true, even though you don't feel it a stitch. It's not about your feelings. It's about obedience. God says to do it. You're going to obey. And God has a way. He, I don't know how he works it out, Kim, but he has a way to push through that and us to say it. Even if, even if we have to grit our teeth, we say it because in our hearts, we want to be obedient. Mm-hmm. We just feel like it's not working for us. Well, it, it's going to work. It just hasn't played itself out yet. Yeah, it just has to, I mean, it just has to grow. There's no easy way to say, I mean, I guess I feel for you, the listener who might be listening and thinking, I can't, like, I can't get past this. But sure. there is no easy way to say, friend, it is a choice. We have to choose God's word. We have to choose to train our minds. And I think it's Joyce Myers that talks about, you know, I get that you might be afraid, but do it afraid. You know, yes, she says something I like, like that. that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's yes. what it is. And and I like the fact, too, and I, I, too, have a sympathetic heart for the mom that's listening and going, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and tell me not to be angry. You're not the one that doesn't have food to eat for dinner. Or you're not the one right. that – I get that because right. I remember <laughs> – <laughs> Listen to speakers. When I was a brand new single mom, going, "Don't tell me that you're <laughs> right. the one that's going home to a husband. Don't tell me that." So I totally get that, I, and I and I do empathize in my heart with that hardcore feeling that you have that this just doesn't work for you. I just come alongside as your sister in Christ. I say I love you. I care. I know that God is bigger than your circumstances. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not minimizing how you feel. I'm not minimizing how terrible it is. I'm not because I understand. So I, I just come alongside you as a sister and say, here, just walk with me. Yeah, just, that's so good. Just walk with me, and I understand. I'm not asking you to feel something you don't feel. I'm just asking if you'll let me come alongside. And I think when we, we can yield to that. We might not can yield to the other, but we can yield to wanting to move forward, mm-hmm. just wanting to move forward. I think what so, – I, I, in a way, I feel like what we're saying is we have been, we have been on that side. Mm-hmm. We have been. I uh, even recently, maybe not in a marriage situation, but just with children, I've been in a season of really wrecked emotions, and I've been there in seasons where I did not know how to um, deal with them in a healthy, God honoring way, and I've been there in seasons where I know I honored God in my over-the-top, mm-hmm. you know, just out of control. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And I'm telling you, listener, it is always better to just surrender to God's authority and surrender to his sovereignty than it is to try to manage all these things on your own. It is always better. And Pam and I have walked that, so I feel like that's why we're so – I mean, I just feel super passionate about saying, I promise you, friend, he is faithful and he can take those big emotions and he can temper them in you and he can turn them to something really, really amazing. Yes. And, you know, I just always, if you don't know where to go in the Bible, maybe you're not a Bible student, you don't know where to turn. You know, uh, I think the Psalms is a good place for you. There's a lot of Psalms about David talking about his despair. I don't know which Psalm it is, but in one of the Psalms he says, I would have despaired. He didn't. He said, I would have. I would have despaired unless I believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land Mm -hmm. of the living. He said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord, not because he felt like it, because he chose to do so. So fine, go, go to the psalm and ask the Spirit of God to speak to your heart. Just say, I'm angry, I'm bitter, I I don't don't know how to, but I am going to turn to your word. I do believe it's real, and I'm just going to ask you to speak to me through your powerful word. And just read it until something jumps out at you, and when it does... Write it down, let it yeah. sink in, just step, itty-bitty step by itty-bitty step, and, and know that God is faithful and God's at work. That's good. And, that. and I'd also say, like, surround yourself with people who will do that. You know, there are so many people in this world that are very quick to come alongside you and feed out-of-control emotions. There are, you know, what I'm saying, Pam. Sure. There's all these voices that would say, "Well, you de- you deserve to feel like sure. that. You, um, you know, of course, of course, this is terrible." Mm-hmm. And there's just even, and then if you if it's an emotion like loneliness, I mean, all you have to do is turn on the TV, or listen to ridiculously sappy songs, or mm-hmm. watch This Is Us, or something, you know, something <laughs> like that. All mm-hmm. you have to do is. Is, is just open your eyes and look for it. We're always going to find what we're looking for. So I would say surround yourself with with people and messages that build up God's word in you. Absolutely. And befriend Arise Ministries. This is why we do podcasts. This is why we do videos and and uh, Bible studies is to to equip single moms at whatever transition they're in along the journey 
to just God God to do the work in you, to move you along the way. Because the Bible says he has a great plan for you. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that he's at work in you even when you don't feel like. The Bible says even we can be confident in this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will mm-hmm. complete it. God is at work. And so just lend your mind, like Kim said, to that side of the ledger just a little bit. And know that this season will pass. It's not going to always be like this. This is part of your story. That um, this is just the way it is right now. I would say accept what is. I don't know what it is, but accept what is and trust God with what isn't. It yeah. isn't the way you want it. We'll trust God with it. And But just um, allow Rise Ministries to come alongside and be your friend. You know, you think about, I can think about times whenever my, my kids would say, when they were feeling big emotions and the way I speak to them when they're having like really out of control emotional seasons, I wish I'd speak to myself like that. Mm-hmm. It would make a difference. So moms, I mean, I know there's none of you that when your kid is like, oh, I'm just really, I'm lonely or whatever. There's not a single mom out there that would say, you know what? You're right. You're all alone. Mm-hmm. Nobody loves you. Yeah. You're unlovable. You're, yeah. you know, unworthy. You're, no dinner for you. No, no dinner. You know what? Go to bed. You know, no, nobody would speak to their child like that. And but, you know, then it, but so think about the way that you would speak to them. That is the way that God would speak to us if we would just stop and listen to him. Our kids may not feel any different, but when we speak those words to them because they trust us and because they they love us, they're a little bit more inclined to maybe set some of those big feelings aside and believe us, it's the same way with God. He does not speak to us in fear. He does not speak to us in condemnation. He does not speak to us um, as if we should be insecure or any of those things. So I would say to you the same way that you would share with your child when they're an emotional wreck, like look yourself in the mirror and say... Talk to yourself that way. Talk to yourself and say, no, whatever's true, whatever's real, this is what God says about me. And I'll tell you, ladies, this is a perfect example of why we have to have the Word of God hidden in our heart. If if you want the Word of God to come to your mind at the very right time, let His Word dwell richly in you. If you want His truth to be you know, at the forefront of your life, if you want that to define you, then let the Word of God be hidden in your heart in such a way that it, that it transforms you. Absolutely. And you know what? Another thing is, is do surround yourself, like Kim said, with people of like mind or the people that you want to, to, that you know would be a positive impact in your life. And you can find those, you know, I don't know whether you find them through your church. If you're not involved in a church group, I know a lot of groups don't have, churches have groups for single moms, but if you can find some kind of a positive organization or church that feeds positive life principles, into your mind as a single mom, that's also a healthy place to to work and to begin moving forward. As you journey your way to the other side of this negative emotion, into the emotion of fulfillment, it may start with a negative emotion. I know I talked about eight of them. I already mentioned to you that God works through those and takes you to the other side to where there truly is victory. And then you become a testimony and you're able to see that what we're saying is real. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just like, I don't know if that's real or not. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's a lot of people listening right now that are like, she's telling the truth. She is telling the truth. And other people are like, she's just, (laughs) she's lying. (laughs) We're not 
life. I know. So anyway. you have any final thoughts you want to share on big emotions? You know, I just want to say that I'm so thankful that God is an emotional God. I've already said that because he understands our emotions. He understood the emotion of Jesus going to the cross. He, he understands the big emotions that never are we out on a ditch where God does not understand. So own them. Understand them. Own them, understand them, and then seek God in how to release them for him to bring you to emotional wellness. That's good. That's good. Yeah, let me just close this out in prayer. And and before I do, let me say this. Um, if you're listening to this and you think, oh, gosh, there is somebody that I feel like really could benefit, just send it to them and say, hey, here's a podcast about emotions. These ladies have gone through some really big stuff. And, it, you know, it just might bring you some encouragement. And so a message like this, if you'll just share it, because Pam and I are just being, you know, pretty real about, yeah, it's really hard, but it's important. It's important to do it. And you can do it. You can do it. Through Christ, we can do all things. So we encourage you to share that. And if you have an idea for a podcast that you'd like to hear us address, send us a note, info at net. You can follow us on iTunes or Spotify or um However you choose to listen to your podcast, we appreciate you joining us. So I'm just going to close this out in prayer, and then we'll be on about our day, okay? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for your transforming truth. And I pray specifically for these moms that are listening that have out-of-control emotions. I pray that you would settle their hearts with your truth. Lord, your word says that you gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control, of sound mind. And we know in Psalms it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Whatever it is that is gripping the hearts and the minds of women listening today, I pray that you would free them from those prisons, that they would learn to take thoughts captive and they would surrender them to you and that they would think about what is true and what is real and what is lovely and what is admirable and that those things would transform them. Father, teach us to believe what is true so that what we feel will be reality. And and I just ask that we would be able to transfer that to our children and model well to them what it looks like to lean on you in seasons of really difficult, emotional, um, just out-of-control feelings. So we love you, and we honor you, and we thank you for um, the truth of your word that transforms hearts. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.